Hey, welcome to the What on Earth Can We Do podcast, the show where we chat with environmental leaders from across Alberta to figure out what on earth we can do to take action against climate change and protect our environment. I'm your host, Bree Hewitt, the Communications and Engagement Specialist at the Alberta Emerald Foundation. And today we're talking about tire recycling and its role in building a more sustainable future with Michael Lobsinger, the Vice President of Operations at Ecoflex Recycled Rubber Solutions. Let's get into it. Michael, super excited to chat today. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I'll start with maybe asking if you can give us an overview of the history of tire recycling and how it's evolved over the years. I can't speak too much to like global tire recycling, but I can tell you the Alberta story, our story. The founder, Alan Champagne, 30 years ago, he began this process where he was making cow beds and needed to find the right material to stuff the cow beds with, something that flies didn't like and wouldn't hold moisture or disease. So he started shredding tires and found that it was really the best material to be using. And when that product really took off, Ralph Klein was the premier at the time, and Klein wanted to start a recycling program in Alberta. And so a tire board was formed, Recycling Management Authority. And our founder was instrumental in beginning that process with the Alberta government and started their tire recycling here in Alberta. So that was 30 years ago, and it, it sort of evolved gradually over time. So Ecoflex was one of the founding members or played a really instrumental role in where tire recycling has evolved to. Yeah, I believe at the time we were the only group in Canada doing tire recycling. So at the time we were shredding the tires and also processing the shred into manufactured products, which we still do today. So Alberta, although quite often in Canada, we're tainted as the oil and gas province. Uh, a lot of people don't know that we're innovators and entrepreneurs, and and sometimes that results in a positive environmental story. So can you share some of the key environmental challenges posed by discarded tires and how tire recycling addresses those challenges? Well, obviously, there's not much that you can do with a used tire. So if you landfill it, they take up quite a bit of space. And for example, on our plant here, we have 25 acres of storage for the used tires. There's about 80% of the used tires in Alberta come to our plant. And the the mass of these tires is, is, is huge. So it doesn't really work for landfills to be able to just bury them. So they decided that we're going to burn them. And if we're burning them, we may as well harvest the energy from that. But the problem is that the the carbon emissions of burning tires is just, it's tremendous. So this is a solution had to, had to come. And like I said, there's more and more use of tires for manufactured products. But the interesting thing is like, we're even using the giant mining tires now. So the big ones that you see in the oil and gas industry, mining industry, those can be harvested for rubber mulch. And so the tire recycling industry is always innovating and finding different ways to use these tires with the idea that the old way of doing things is not working. The landfill process is too cumbersome. 
and harvesting them for energy. There's way cleaner ways of, uh, of finding energy, fuel for energy. So really like the tire recycling process and finding ways to use the tire shed is really the only way to go in the future. There's different companies experimenting with recycling tires to make new tires out of them. We're an innovative company because we build end consumer products out of them and we have a patent on a lot of these products. And so I think we're one of the only companies in the world doing what we're doing. And we're definitely one of the first, if not the first. Maybe I'll, I'll back up just a little bit so our listeners can get a better idea about how these tires are processed. You talked about tire shred. So these tires that are stored in this 25-acre lot or property, are, I, I'm assuming that they're shredded through an industrial process. And then after that, are they melted down to create other products? Or how does that process work? Yeah, that's a good question. So all they are, there's no chemicals involved. It goes through an assembly line and it's essentially a knife system that cuts up the tires. And most people don't know, but tires contain fiber and they contain metal. And so this process of shredding separates the fibers and the metal from the rubber. So there's magnets on the conveyor belt and that metal is pulled out and recycled. And the fiber is pulled out through a filtration system and recycled and used generally in insulation. And then it's just raw rubber. So rubber is a natural material. So there's no chemicals added. It's just shredded into granular form. So there's different measurements of the crumb that you get out of it. And depending on the crumb that you use, that's the product that you can get out of it. So it's essentially, it can be anywhere from a sand to a pebble form, but there's no chemicals, there's no water, there's no heat. All it is is separation of the raw materials and all raw materials are recycled. Oh, wow. That's incredible. I had no idea that there was fiber and metal inside of a tire. And it's great to hear that through this process, that not just the rubber is being recycled. I I, I love to hear that. So maybe you can share a little bit of like what kind of products. I, I know you mentioned that you have some patents on products that you create from this this recycled rubber. Maybe you can share us some of your favorite products that come through this process. Sure. Well, it's generally we're divided into three divisions. We have a commercial division, an automotive division, and an industrial division. So industrial makes up most of our sales. We do safety walkways made out of rubber. Uh, which can be used anywhere uh, from camps to mobile home parks, campgrounds, parks, playgrounds, but it's a rubber safety walkway system. In the commercial division, we have a sidewalk system made out of rubber. It's more aesthetic, but it can be used to cover old concrete sidewalks or make new sidewalks. Obviously, these are a lot safer than a concrete sidewalk system. It lasts longer. It doesn't crack and parge the way with our weather system, the way that concrete does. So the sidewalk systems one, the other industrial products, anywhere from scaffold pads to uh, parking stops. Uh, our big, our big division in industrial is a matting division where we make all kinds of mats that can be used in oil and gas, forestry, mining. Uh, for heavy equipment to go into natural environments without destroying the land. So it becomes a temporary access 
uh, roadway and there's lifting lugs on them and they can be moved around and reused. Um, even electricity companies use them to service their electricity lines, obviously being rubber. It's a good, uh, it's not only it's, it's safe, but it helps them service their lines with transmission lines without destroying the land. In automotive, we do curb ramps and parking stops. Uh, curb ramps are those little black rubber pieces that you see in the end of a sidewalk so that your car doesn't get destroyed going up a steep level. We sell a lot of those. You'll see them everywhere. And, uh, you know, the newest and most exciting product that we make is a sound barrier wall. And it's made out of recycled tires, of course. It looks like stone. But if you notice sound barrier walls around the world, they're usually made out of concrete or wood. And after a couple of years, they look tired. They get full of graffiti. Our sound barrier wall actually absorbs sound more than concrete and wood. It's got a lower carbon footprint than the alternative. We use 20% of the carbon that a concrete wall would use. So you're reducing your footprint by 80%. So we, this, this is a new, exciting product that we make that is all over the world. In fact, we opened a plant in the U.S. and Texas last year because there's such a demand for recycled material and infrastructure products. And so the sound barrier wall is, uh, has really taken off down there. Wow, that's incredible. I think that's the piece, the sound barrier wall, that I keep seeing on LinkedIn. And they just look so sleek and like now you're talking about the the sound, like being able to reflect the sound and really keep things quiet. I think about my backyard, I back onto a busy road and sounds appealing and something that a lot of people, not just for municipalities to use, but the everyday consumer, which is a really great innovation to look nice and also be functional at the same time. Aside from the functionality, you're using recycled material. So it's a great use of of used tires. Although it doesn't look like used tires, it can be dyed and colored. It looks like stone. Um, but at the same time, you know, while you're getting a functional, beautiful product, you're also helping the environment. Absolutely. It's a win-win-win on all fronts. Can you talk a little bit about how tire recycling, rubber recycling at Ecoflex is playing a role within the circular economy? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, we're using used tires and creating new products out of them. And one of the interesting things is our products tend to last forever. So there's on some of our products, we have a lifetime warranty because it, it just, they last so long. We've got mats down in the yard that have been down there for 20 years and equipment drives over them every day and they're like new, you wash them off, they're like new. But then another interesting thing that we do is that when people are finished with our products, we will take them back and reshred them recycle them and build new products out of them again. So it's it's the same rubber can be used over and over and over. And so you're you're really delaying the waste process as long as possible. And every time you're reusing that, you're reducing the carbon footprint. Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like Ecoflex's process is like a closed loop recycling system. Is there any research or idea of how many times you can recycle a rubber mat, for instance? I don't have the research on that because, like I said, the mats last forever. They last so long. We have a process in place that if there's any damage to the mat, we can repair it on site. So you take a little 
rubber crumb and glue and you can patch it just like you would asphalt. So we've only been around 30 years and the mats that we're making, we get pictures all the time of our mats and we can tell by the design, they've been there at least 15 years. So the most that we've ever done is re-recycle mats once because let's say you get 10 to 15 years out of the first use and then you recycle them again and you'll get 10 to 15 years out of the second use. So I would be skeptical about the third use, but what's interesting is discarded mats, if they're damaged to the point where the oil companies don't want them anymore, the farmers do, and they're great for feedlots and they'll create a good base for the animals underneath the dirt. And so they're never not being used. We'll put it that way. That's awesome. I love that. And it's all about not necessarily not ever having to throw them away, but really extending the lifespan of a material and getting every single ounce of use out of it that you can before sending it to its end of life. So I think that this is a really cool story of taking something that would otherwise maybe 30 years ago have been thrown away into a landfill and just taking up so much space to something that is going to be productive and useful. One interesting point I'll say about that is it's funny because you're really looking at it from the environmental angle, but the initial use of the rubber was because it was the best material for the product. So the environmental was always sort of a bonus. The interesting thing is we're not recycling for the sake of recycling. We're recycling because used tires make great material for our products. And so it's not as if you would buy a recycled rubber mat for the sake of being green or wanting to use recycled material. You buy it because it's actually the best product. It's durable. It lasts forever. And that was our beginning intention on using the, the tires. And obviously the environment has been the beneficiary ever since. And before we even understood what a carbon footprint is, we didn't realize that we were dramatically reducing the carbon footprint. We, we think we've recycled 100 million tires over 30 years. Wow. And so if you really add up and, and conceive of the carbon footprint we've reduced, it's incredible. But the whole reason we did it was because the material was the best for the product. And so it's kind of a double whammy. And it's, it's so rare to find a story like that where it's not only a recycling and an environmental company, but it's also a company that builds wonderful, durable, long-lasting products. Absolutely. That's, that's, and it's always, I always, yeah, I always tend to view things from this environmental angle, but it is, you know, it makes economic sense. It makes, um, you know, sense functionally. So it's, I love when people are like, well, it's not just about the environment. It's also, you know, that was just a bonus. This is, and it's cool to see, like you said, an example of the best product for the job, but also being like, wow, we're reducing potentially a hundred million tires from landfill. And that's such a, a cool story. And I'm excited to share that. And I think a lot of, a lot of the modern green industry, the biggest challenge, the biggest headwind for that industry is finding profitability and finding scale to the point where it makes financial sense. And I think the world is globally conscious, environmentally conscious, but people are economically driven. And so until the green economy can make economic sense, it's hard for people to make that jump. We're seeing it with EVs start, but with our 
company were profitable and it makes economic sense to use recycled tires. So why wouldn't you? Why would you use a wood mat when you can use recycled tires and they don't cost anymore? They're going to long, uh, last longer. You're helping the environment. And so it, it's, it's kind of a neat story and it's a unique story in the green economy in that we're it's a profitable, sustainable use. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think trying to balance those two things can be difficult in, in different industries when it comes to different materials, but this is such a wonderful story of, yeah, best of both worlds. Everybody's happy. There's profitability. You're helping the environment. So yeah, I, this is one of the, the cooler stories that I've, that I've found when it comes to circular economy and also just having win-win across the board when it comes to green economy. I think I have just one more question for you. If you could leave our listeners with one key takeaway about the significance of tire recycling and its impact on building a more sustainable future, what would it be? It's hard to narrow it down to one key takeaway. Um, I will say that I don't think people realize that the push towards electric vehicles is also a push towards a tire issue. And so, you know, I fully support the push towards electric vehicles, but obviously it's going to help us tremendously, but we need to look at the idea that we are sometimes when you're trying to solve one problem, you're creating another. Now the good news is that we are the solution. And if we can, continue to grow and thrive, then we can continue to solve the tire recycling problem. And so I, I suppose with tire recycling, people just need to understand that it's never going away. We're, until we find a, some, a material better to move our transportation needs around than rubber, we're always going to have this. And, and as the world goes more electric, we're going to have a bigger and bigger issue. And so I, I hope that the world would embrace products such as ours, because if you're going to drive an electric car to be eco-friendly, then you also have to think about how the rubber is being used and uh, then support it being reused by purchasing our products. Great final thoughts to leave our listeners with to to really think about the impact that could potentially have. Michael, thank you so much for coming on the podcast to talk about this incredibly cool business that you have. Really grateful. Yeah, thanks, Sabrina. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to learn more, check out the resources in the show notes. The What on Earth Can We Do podcast is a program of the Alberta Emerald Foundation a nonprofit charity that showcases, inspires, and empowers Alberta's environmental achievements. To learn more about the Alberta Emerald Foundation, head to our website, emeraldfoundation.ca, or follow us on social media at Alberta Emerald. A big thank you to our sponsors, Capital Power, Syncrude, the Government of Alberta, the City of Edmonton, and Alberta Beverage Container Recycling Corporation. See you next time.